0: Welcome to the new episode of She Rocks. This time we are still in Cape Town and in the booth with me is Maka and me, Zoya, while Nuabisa is this time taking the role behind the scenes, timekeeping and everything else needed. And of course, we are still heavily supported with uh, tea cry Thanks again. We love you. Uh, that's why this, these episodes sound better than any other, I would say. And we are so privileged that our guest today is uh, Katja Kvastor. She is um, a German living in uh, South Africa for almost 15 years, or precisely 15 years. She is the CEO of uh, a travel uh, company, Hideaways. And she actually uses her company to meet uh, not just South Africa, but way uh, beyond. And we this time, we're so happy that we will talk about her experience on this uh, quite new project. Um, continent for many, how is it to be a European in Africa, then also uh, about resilience, because Katya gave an amazing talk we listened to. And this is how actually we've, uh, one, once we met, we decided to uh, ask her to join uh, in our podcast. And thank you for being available in such a short notice. And before we start, I would ask Katya because we prefer when uh, our guests introduce themselves to tell us briefly something about you.
1: Hi, and welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank you very much. It's uh, lovely to hear you guys saying, you feel so privileged to have me here. I feel exactly um, the other way around. It's, uh, <laughs> it's wonderful to meet at a Christmas cocktail party yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then hear about these wonderful women who've just, yeah, taken their vision and start something just because they can and um, then involve you. It's um it's nice to see how women do this. How we just come together. <laughs> it's um, it's great. So thank you. And gosh, I am sweating already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is all, always very difficult for women. Once we ask uh, to introduce ourselves, we must admit, Maka and I often talk about it. We still haven't. Uh, don't yeah. know how to do it properly.
1: <laughs> how do you do it? Okay. Well, I'm. Um, my name is Katja. Yes, I've been living in South Africa for 15 years. I'm originally, however, from Germany. Um, I moved here on account, um, of a beautiful career opportunity. And, um, yeah, I've been running the, the company Hideaways and German African Safaris so for the past three years as a CEO, but joined them originally actually 15 years ago as an intern and uh, worked my way, um, through the different departments. And then just saw an opportunity of being able to give more, give back, and um, really try to mentor and take people with me that um, also see an opportunity or have the passion um, for making the best out of any situation they're being put in. Thank you. There is
0: something uh, which I read in one interview of yours, and I really liked, uh, where you said I don't want to talk with people who think uh, similar like me, and uh, our experience here in Cape Town is very valuable because we meet a lot of different people who think a lot of different stuff, and they are usually in different locations, not uh, uh, surrounded with each other. So maybe, can you tell us more about it? Because I think that's uh, something that describes you
1: pretty well. Um, tell you more about that, why I'm saying this? Yes. Okay. Um, coming, being in the tourism industry, we always talk, um, about, we are from the industry as if there's no other industry existing (laughs) and, um, also growing up or being with friends, you tend to always get support and validation from the people that are very similar to you. Um, and yeah about 3 years ago before i took on the role as a ceo i um i actually realized especially in cape town and working with with my teams south africa is so multifaceted mm-hmm. i have in my teams people from um Different generations, first of all, like youngsters that come as interns uh, from Germany or from Europe. Like you once Like I <laughs> once were, but then also um people who just um, finished school in South Africa and do their first internships. Um People from an um, Indian background, from a colored background, from a black background, from Zimbabwe, from Malawi, from everywhere in the world. And not just, um obviously, their upbringing is different and so is mine. I mean, I grew up in, in East Germany, which... Mm-hmm. which um, in some instances, I can very much relate to people growing up in, in South Africa in terms of what I experienced as a little um, as a little child. Um, but uh, mainly the thoughts around beliefs, religions, values, how do they perceive communication? When I first came to South Africa, I had um, it was very challenging for me with my German ways of. <laughs> communicating of how things should be done, my abruptness, my bluntness, and I very quickly realized that I don't get anywhere like that. And yes, I could just change it or work on changing it. But what I found is a lot more valuable or has helped me more in the last two years is actually seeing how other people see the world. Um and often I might not might not understand it, but I can comprehend it. And it just makes me makes it easier for me to relate to people and to be, to show more empathy and truly, uh, yeah, be there, be there with them at the same place at that time. And how do you make it?
0: Like, it's easy to say, I. Uh, but I think there is a lot that has to be done in order to be able to see the world, especially nowadays when we are all uh, seeing the world only through our eyes, using mm-hmm. the, reading the media, which are just um in accordance with our worldview, then seeing friends who things think the same. So how do you make it in today's
1: world? That is a very good question. Um, so over the past four years, I've engaged with a coach mm-hmm. um, quite heavily. She has introduced me to something called the Enneagram. So it's a type of personality test. And uh, that has helped me to first learn about myself. What Makes me tick. How do I judge people? How do I judge myself? So that was number one. And mm-hmm. that was a long journey. First, when I first saw the results, I'm like, no, that's not me. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> and then you, um, you start working with it and working through, um, through your little, um, you know, weaknesses and strengths. And, um, you start understanding yourself um, and how you impact other people or what you may may say to someone, how they may relate to it. Because what I then did, once I um, did it for myself, I brought it into my business. So then I had my co-managers, my co-workers, or also people who just wanted to um, grow a little bit more in the business and were stuck. And then the, you get taught these beautiful relations. Okay, how does an enneagram number six, which I am, relate to an enneagram number one, which is mm-hmm. like a perfectionist? So, how do I, what I say X, they hear Y. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I first learned. Um, and then I really taught, I truly taught myself to listen. I taught myself to not formulate a question in my head while someone else is talking. And I still do that today. It, it doesn't come naturally to me at all. Like, I often have to sit there and, and tell myself, "Kajat, just listen, especially if people speak very fast or they say something that I totally disagree with. I <laughs> uh, very quickly am like, oh. but I, I try and slow down. Um, and then I just listen. And what you also see me do when you get to know me better is, I, when I'm getting asked a question, I don't look people in the eye when I answer. And I know people find that irritating, but it helps me think. It helps me not get distracted and it truly helps me to just listen, I think, and then I curate my answers and my answers are often questions. And that I've learned through, so first I engaged my a coach for the business and then I actually did an, my own coaching course. So I did a, um, to become an, a seminar and becoming an, an executive coach. Cool. And that helped me to ask questions rather than answer questions.
0: That's also struggling with ego. We all like to have the answers and uh, <laughs> talk in that way. But I'm sure we will uh, put uh, a link towards this methodology in our podcast notes because I'm sure uh, most of us are now interested in, in uh,
2: to drill deeper definitely and you were talking about this about being connected with yourself and started like what, this process that started with yourself and talking to yourself uh, and uh, I I wonder how much uh this talk we listened about you that was about resilience uh, I really want us you to share more on that like how do you feel especially because you related this about your business and your personal experience how do you f- think this personal life and this professional life are linked and how we can Deal being like the same version of ourselves, like being honest to ourselves?
1: <laughs> that is a very big question that also triggers big emotions. Um, I guess my, um,
0: Sorry, thank you. No problem. Wrong. I will just <laughs> so. explain that Katya is now looking,
1: uh, <laughs> looking at us uh, uh,
0: thinking uh, yeah. of the answer. And I think she will maybe reply with a question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to reply with a question. Do that. <laughs> no, you mean. can't do that. You okay. Um, no, but I'm not going to, to reply with a question. The um, Or maybe just a question to the audience, I guess, is um, asking yourself, who who am i and what are my true values i i've learned that you you can't hide who you are in either life in your personal life or in your business life and life becomes a lot more meaningful and i feel you ac- accomplish a lot more if you carry your personal values into business and your business values into your personal life um yeah, also cry. Like a few years ago, I would have been to my teams. Can't you leave your personal life at home? Like, and, yeah. like I would be sitting there. It's like, yeah, I understand you've got problems at home, and I would nod. But they would, I, now I think they felt that I didn't really have empathy. I might mm-hmm. have shown it or portrayed it, maybe. then said say it's shown, but I think they felt that I didn't truly have it. Um, and only through working on myself, going through tough times, um, getting held a, a mirror in front of me in terms of who are you, what makes you tick, what are you, what are you, where are you at in your life, and what have you not done? I've learned in the last three years that I've, in my childhood, I never learned to think about myself and I don't mm-hmm. this is not a self-help book journey in terms of put yourself first and you know value yourself it's, it's not what I mean is I truly never n- knew how to think oh what is Katya going to do next what does Katya want to do today what mm-hmm. is how does Katya feel today and that's I'm not blaming anyone for it. it's just how life life evolved so I actually had to learn to even just ask that question and that isn't about oh no you want x I want y we have to do y it is truly about well Katja, where do you want to be next year where do you want to be next week how do you want to feel by the end of the day um, yeah so these questions I've I've never asked so uh, myself so just so I don't lose track of the question what was it again I know why I started that resilience way. <laughs> resilience um, so. But yeah. to me, I had. I yeah. think this
0: is very important. I also had one point um, when I started working, uh, and uh, I remember uh, I I I was so frustrated. I was doing things all right, you know. Like I graduated, I got the okay, job, I was good at that job, but I was still frustrated, like I'm not doing enough. And uh, then that was actually my first time when I started uh, going to therapy and, I, uh, and it helped me realize it, exactly that. And that's where I identify is that I was always looking on what to achieve next and not looking what I want and w- what really makes me tick and mm-hmm. what makes me happy. And I was inserting all the other people's expectations. And even worse, not just one group of people, but everyone's. So I could never keep up with with all of them. And I think it was the greatest thing I did for myself, although uh, uh, working on myself then. So when you say that, I th- but I think it's also difficult. It's somehow, we, p- especially if at young age, they put us onto this line, lane of weird expectations and excellence. It's very difficult because nobody is perfect. And then it's very difficult to be happy with, With
1: all of that. uh. Happy is also an interesting word. And um, you also mentioned the word two or two things that just triggered things to me that you said. Number one is I felt I was never doing enough. And I wonder where that actually truly comes Mm from because I believe you all feel like that. You you've yeah. done a work day and you don't feel like doing enough. You <laughs> went for a run and you felt like you didn't run fast enough, you didn't run long enough, mm-hmm. and you definitely need to run tomorrow again. So it's ne- that that word enough, I wonder if we can actually just take it out of our vocabulary. Because it's never it is never a positive word. It's the same I've learned with the 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 word why. Whenever mm-hmm. you ask a question and you start it with the word why, it has, actually has a negative connotation Mm -hmm. immediately why did you come late why did you do this why are you thinking this it is never a if you ask a question what made you choose that over this is very different um wording of the question and using the word why um so i wonder if if we could do the same with enough just whenever you use it use something else Mm -hmm. um and then the word "success um I mean we talked briefly about it before we walked into this little cubicle um what defines success mm. for for us and I think we need to carefully look at that and maybe also reevaluate that year on year or maybe even month on month. today's successes might not be tomorrow's successes for us and And I I haven't done that. I, I don't know if someone would ask me today, what does success mean for you? I think I could have an idea of where I would take it in my head, but I wouldn't be able to truly say... That's it. The money thing would po- definitely still come in even though I know I don't want it to be there mm. or, or maybe it should be there. I don't know. I don't know
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this conversation. to-do list for 2020.
1: Definitely. <laughs>
2: definitely. Uh, thank you for that. I, I like this way, uh, like how you're putting it. I think really useful things to start um, asking the right questions for mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, would uh, I would like to know if there are any person in your life that mirrors you because it's about coaching and asking the right questions. It's also about mirroring with other people. Like, we are what we are because of our story. You said that, and I think Mm -hmm. we can, like, we cannot blame anybody for our story, but we are, I think, as grown-ups, we are able to heal or to re check how we are talking about ourselves, about our our story. Uh, We can also uh, keep on working on, on us to change what we we, we, we find that we need to change, but I assume you haven't done that on your own, mm. and I imagine there must be some persons, people, groups, whoever you find that support mm. you or mirror you to see that version of yourself you want to keep on improving.
1: Today, I would say everybody I meet mirrors me. Um, so, because I, I truly intend to to listen to people and get to know to people and to um especially when i'm going through a rough patch or when i know i'm not on top of the world today i um, i try to ob- objectify everything so really pull myself out of the situation i don't react anymore straight away if i if i can help it sometimes i do it by myself <laughs> um and of course i also slip up i totally do um but then i i go back i analyze the situation i go and apologize and whatever it, it takes um And um, I also try to to break patterns as as much as I can. Um, But today I can truly say everybody mirrors me because I try and and see what reaction do they have if we connect, Mm -hmm. if we don't connect. Um, And that doesn't mean that I need to connect with everyone, but I understand. I try to understand, okay, that person doesn't connect with me. I wonder... You know I wonder what makes them tick, what's me. Maybe I'm too overwhelming, too um too smiley, too outgoing, mm. and they're <laughs> just like, whoa, can't deal, <laughs> can't deal with that ball of energy. Um But when, when I started this process, mm. um people who mirrored me were really, really close friends. Really close friends. Um, two girlfriends uh, in particular who've stuck with me through the past two years. Um my psychologists, who I've also changed from, like, mm-hmm. depending on, on my needs. Um, and I actually changed a psychologist because, um, <laughs> um, I was going through difficult times with my partner and, and I felt she was too judgmental on my partner oh, okay. and had never met him, whereas the other psychologist had met him. So I, I went to the other <laughs> one. I just I felt like she did have no right <laughs> to say anything, anything bad. So I think it's also important to to change um the coaches or therapists depending on on what you need. Um and then of course in in business and new friends that I've made that um truly ask deep questions that have tickled out of me, Katja, you are not and that's what I've learned. Um what was my biggest journey in the last years is I'm I'm not a shallow person. I need, I I need the the deep conversations. I don't need small talk. I'm actually mm-hmm. very bad at small talk, <laughs> which is also why I do not remember people's names. I remember um, the, <laughs> the the concepts where where I met you and when I when I start engaging with you, um, I, I remember your story and. Uh, but I, I struggle remembering people's names. I'm working on it, and I have tried all sorts of different ways um, of doing that. What works now is actually putting the name in my phone, oh. um, and actually getting their phone number rather than uh, than a business card. So that um, that works better. Um, but
0: uh, for example, uh, sorry for no? interrupting. But for me, it's. Uh, it's interesting, it seems like you've gone through quite a long personal journey in a way, mm-hmm. but also at the same time you were building and you are a CEO of a really successful business. So now when we, uh, and I think it's a similar timeline even. Mm, uh, yes. But uh, I would like, you are successful, no matter whether you will not mm-hmm. on this, but I hope you will. Uh, but in what is it uh, now when you look uh, behind, what is it that made you be here today what made you successful
1: today not giving up my drive um my my passion my drive not giving up and whatever situation i'm in i try to make the best of it Mm -hmm. i am very i'm a very critical thinker so i analyze situations very quickly um, that puts me—I wouldn't say ahead of the game—but it is an advantage when I'm in a in a boardroom. I uh, um, I can analyze situations, not take things personally, take the emotions out. Um, and yeah, I think that that is mainly mainly it. And my generally the positive um, attitude, and then you know, what as women do. Yeah, we always Overthink put. Our <laughs> yeah, no, that's, what, that's not what I was going say. <laughs> okay. it's like we always put our hands up to do um, all the work oh, ourselves, oh, and yeah. um, that definitely did. Uh,
0: that, that's a great uh, point. But uh, when you talk about this positivity and never giving up, it sounds good, but it's very difficult to achieve. So, what is your magical technique of staying in that mode for fifteen plus years?
1: There is no magic in that. It's um, it's it can be soul destroying. It can get you stuck. It um, it makes you have burnouts. Mm-hmm. It makes you seek help from friends, psych- psychologists, um, um, Brené Brown or whoever, yeah. <laughs> whoever else um is is there. It's not. It, I'd, when I answered your question, I said what brought me here, and that's what it did. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily. I don't want to say everyone be like that. Don't, <laughs> don't be the guy who don't give up. Doesn't give up. I mean, there's other people who would say no. I do something for two months. I analyze whether it works. Not doesn't work. I adjust my strategies, and off I go. Also, probably a better. I don't know a different strategy, but it's just how how I work
0: but this is what this podcast is mm. all about we are not uh, the same yeah uh, but we get using different techniques uh, yeah uh, to a different but uh, good position so that's that's
2: why I think it's important I, I'm impressed how Brandy Brown is coming up in most of our <laughs> interviews so I think I hope one day we interview yeah. her you know uh, what holds
1: you back my loyalty wow um, My coach once said to me, um, you're loyal beyond what's good for you. Okay.
0: That's also common for women, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: nice. We're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we are. Same <laughs> but so different. why do So why don't men understand us? I don't understand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one also. We will we'll bring a man in and ask him that question. <laughs> <For> more men. <laughs> yeah, several. Why not?
1: Exactly.
2: Uh, Okay, so that's interesting. Um,
0: When you look um, back on the moves and this, for example, let's do the 15 years since you're in South Africa, uh, is there something that you would do differently today?
1: (laughs) Again, Uh, looking... (laughs) What would I do differently today? I think... I would have liked to uh, to listen to people sooner. Mm-hmm. Did how look through personal growth and trauma. I've I've developed a lot in the last two years, three years, and I wish I had embarked on that journey earlier. Yeah. I, I wish my eyes would have been open to different cultures, to different ways of thinking, um, to different ways of doing things a lot sooner the way i've connected in the last year even to people i i haven't before i mean there is obviously there's reasons for all of that and maybe because i haven't done it in so long now now it maybe comes out more and more intense and um, i you know i connect even deeper mm-hmm. to people um but i it's a it's been it's been great it's been a great last um yeah it's uh, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm in a good space in terms of where I'm where I'm heading, where I'm going. And I wish that would have been there earlier.
0: Yeah, but it's also sometimes uh, I think we hear more and more in this podcast how some hardships were actually the drivers of something very positive. way exactly just in the moment when this hardship is happening, we cannot see it, but once it's <laughs>
1: Uh, Uh, Then you lie on the floor crying. Exactly.
0: exactly. (laughs) But then afterwards we we go back and see. And there is one thing uh, because we are running uh, out of time and wrapping it up. But there is one sentence which I also quoted to Nwabisa. She's nodding and to Maka before from your uh, talk is it's not a question of will you fail, but when you will fail. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really powerful. And, And in a way it. It liberates us from this fear of failure. So, when did you realize that, and how? Hmm.
1: That is a big question. Again, I don't know when and how I realized that. Mm-hmm. I can't actually answer that. Um, I just know we all we all make mistakes. We all will break. And the more I I talk about it. You've listened to my resilience talk. When I gave it, it was in front of my peers in the tourism industry. And um, the feedback that I've received after that was phenomenal. The people Mm -hmm. that on these sort of – it was the start of a five-day conference. Every day, people came to me and said, my child has learning difficulties and, you know, I don't know how to cope with it. The next one, I've suffered from depression for so long – I don't sleep. This is what I do in order to sleep. Mm. You know, this and it's, it's it's been never it hasn't ended and it's and look I'm not no one's therapist but it's just so nice to also even in on and that conference just knowing that half the room can't sleep yeah. that I'm not alone <laughs> not being able to sleep um was um was wonderful. So I think it was just again opening up to people and starting the conversation made me realize it's not just me who who fails? It's it's everyone. And it's the, the comforting thing about it is, um, which I also said in my talk, is truly built that tribe that mm-hmm. um, you can lean on and support. And there will be different people you lean on in different situations. And then failing doesn't feel quite so scary. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's just a thing. It's like running out of toilet paper. You know what to do <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> when you run out. Exactly. You get your little toolbox. Yeah.
2: Cool. I love that because actually yeah. that's why we are creating these conversations exactly. to showcase we are all vulnerable. We have we are all dealing and coping with different challenges. N- there are no superheroes. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but also that's why uh, we are successful because we exactly. cope with reality and difficult issues.
1: I <laughs> would actually, last one question, I would actually challenge that. There are no superheroes. Okay. Um, I think seeing that we fail, we all fail, we all get up, we mm-hmm. all are resilient. I wonder if we are not all superheroes. All superheroes. I like because that. Because just being on a traje- trajectory upwards doesn't make you a superhero. Mm-hmm. Superhero makes you before you get up, before you get up. That isn't we should then weird. redefine a superhero. Yeah, yeah I mean? guess let's look at what does a superhero mean. Actually let's really look it up. And um, maybe it even means that already.
0: That's actually, the moment I said it, I also started thinking, <laughs> was it correct? Because also every superhero in every comic book has uh, a great superpower, but a weakness as yes. well. And uh, sometimes we just forget these weaknesses and th- then focus, oh, yeah. they have a superpower. <laughs> and uh, I think we should actually show the yeah. full package. Uh, yeah, focusing on
1: people's Instagram
0: life. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That that's a, that's a bad trend. We are all... Uh, Suffering from incidents.
2: Mm. Is there anything we didn't ask you that would like to share? Any advice you want to tell people after these three years of uh, self, uh, like this process of like working on your own and for yourself, that maybe could be useful or triggering to any other people out there?
1: Um. Not, not really. There's not one thing that I can wrap up in a sentence and say do this or do that. Um, I guess just being being kind, and if you can, if you can, just really try not to take yourself so seriously. <laughs> That's
0: a great one. Loved it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we are really grateful to have you here. Thank you for opening up. Um, I think it, this conversation will be. Uh, of great value to many uh, of our listeners and hopefully we'll meet again in uruguay or on any other continent really look forward to exchanging and also following the next things you'll do you'll do thank you for your time thank you so much for
1: having me and i'm excited to see where your podcast is (laughs) (laughs) thanks thanks thank you very much
0: Thank you to listening to another She Rocks Global episode and please help us in finding more amazing women who are willing to share with us not only their successes, but mistakes and learnings too. Best way to do so and to connect with us is on Instagram and Facebook. This season is recorded at American Corner in Cape Town where you can also find our sound engineer T. Craig Yegana. Team music for this podcast is composed and arranged through collaboration between South African musician Osije and Hana Sikasa from Germany. Mixing engineer is T. Luminous. And your podcast hosts, producing this from three different continents, are Makarena Bota, Nobi Samayema, and Zoya Kukic.